Hi, I am Raphael Harry. I am the host of White Label American Podcast. And this is my participation in the C4 Challenge with the content creators of Color Collective. I am going to be answering five questions from amazing content creators and sometimes everyday people who inspire me or are just relatable in one way or the other. So enjoy and I hope you get to learn something about me and also check out people who ask me questions. Thank you. everybody we're close to the end thank you all for sticking with us and with me especially so today is day 25 oh man mama look we almost made it so who do we have questions from today we have questions from none other than my second niece she is the ceo of fine innovations handcrafting business so she makes like bracelets she makes like necklaces she makes a whole bunch of lovely accessories then you know she makes them herself you know i'm made in the city of yenagua locally and handmade and yeah you get in touch with her if you want to buy something and she'll get them shipped to you she's a good uh, young lady good touch young lady so yeah she, she ain't about that uh, trust me I I wish I really wish she, she was about her life like, she would try to cheat you but she's not about her life so she, she don't know how to cheat people yeah so to my disappointment yeah because she's not a capitalist <laughs> she gonna be mad I said that all right forgive your uncle your uncle getting carried away so let's dive into your questions joan her name is joan inei aka lady yeah she's she that was her, uh, right from birth we called her lady lady j lady joan so here are the questions from lady joan question number one what events led to your decision to have a podcast that shares the experiences of foreigners living in america hmm events where i was betrayed by a nigerian who stole all, all the equipments that i that, that i bought and that was one of the experiences and other experiences were you know, my interactions with people all over the world wherever i've been and yeah so i leverage all that into wanting to bring down artificial walls and show that there's just too many artificial walls that we set up to deny ourselves from seeing the humanity in people and growing from that question number two did you have any prior media experience before white label american there's a there's two ways to answer this question right yes and no yes in that i had informal experience no i had no experience so let's start with no first no, I had no experience. I never worked at a radio station. I never worked for a TV station. I never worked for a media company. No, I never did. But yes, in that I listened to a lot of radio, as you can testify to when you we all live together, you were always jumping into my room as soon as I stepped out and you knew that I had a little transistor radio. 
and I was always blasting FM or in the evenings I listened to music, but I did listen to a lot of talk shows, um, talk programs on the radio. However, before you guys were born, or even when you were babies, I used to do a lot of talking. And if you listen to your someone like your uncle Kenneth, he, he uses that to laugh at me. But that was media experience actually. I talked to my toys. I talked to indirectly I was talking to people around me in that I was practicing speeches so I still have memories of uh, mimicking um, General Babangida and I would pretend like I was um, I was mimicking his um, national holiday broadcast that was a media experience I was uh, reenacting the media experience that I'd seen on TV now something that we don't consider media experience is going to give you a little trip the Bible, the morning, uh, the devotions, family devotions that we had, you know, we used to have it twice a day, you know, back when I was religious. And there were days where I was allocated the the person to give sermon to the family, you know, back when your mother still had hopes that I would turn out to be a pastor. And I would preach to the whole family in the morning. And sometimes, you know, it was so good that they would say, I'll preach in the evening. So I'll preach in the morning and I'll preach in the evening. So I'll pick a sermon uh, from preach a uh, pick uh, a sermon I would give from the Bible and deliver my sermon from the Bible so I had an audience the whole family were my audience that also counts as media experience now did I ever consider that as media experience before launching a podcast no someone will show me that that was media experience recently so that's why I said yes I had media experience and um, even arguing with um, at newspaper stands debating with uh, fellow free reader freeloaders you know and we could we didn't have enough money to afford to buy newspapers so you just throw whatever change you had at the the, the vendor who had the newspaper stand and the guy will allow you read you know two three newspapers and um, yeah and or uh, someone who buy a newspaper will allow you read a couple a few pages and before they bounce and in 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 between reading them then you start debating with someone else and with people who were you know you were debating national and uh, city news and sports news all that qualifies as media experiences because you were engaging with people you were engaging with an audience it, it, it was something that was building there so never underestimate your previous experiences in life they all qualify for something it's a skill set that you were building from your childhood you can leverage that into something question number three while serving in the u.s navy were you ever scared or intimidated about the fact that you were in an environment and culture that you were entirely unfamiliar with how did you cope that's a great question that is a great question right there um i think right from the beginning i was oh yeah i was afraid god damn girl i was afraid what are you talking about who wasn't afraid this was the first time i had totally being away from family there's no you can you make phone call hey mom i need a recharge card uh, hook me up help me no nah, no nah, i was totally independent now nah, this is independent and since then i've never looked back again you know i was 100 independent so yeah it, it's like it's like going into a black hole so you don't really know what you don't know what you was on the other side 
nobody gave me proper information people just said it was it was easy you know it's easy you can you know, and then there were people were laughing at me then you start becoming afraid like you know, you, you don't want to fail you know like, so there's all the, those emotions bouncing back and forth so yeah so you go into all that and then you 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 you, you like it's like you're carrying the whole weight of the world on your shoulders how did i cope um i think the moment i think it was just one day at a time i don't think there was anything in particular that i did that i, I can recall doing then what i would advise now is gosh breathe breathe learn to breathe you know uh the advantage that people have t- today going into something like that is uh you know like the person who stole who stole my um who stole the podcast equipment that i bought who i, I was supposed to go into a partnership with i helped him join the army national guard was he yeah, army reserve or national guard i don't even remember anymore i don't care but unlike my situation where the person who i knew in the family that was prior navy he just told me on the phone it's easy just a uh, go i helped this person who ended up stealing my stuff anyway i made sure he had information i never had and i walked him through and i made sure you don't you know I, and he was still afraid by the way it's because anybody who tells that they were never afraid they're lying they're lying you, you get that fear even at the last at the, you might be as bold as they come but at the last minute your heart's going to start beating you're going to start wondering did i make the right decision and i know people back to me at the last second there's nothing wrong with that you're human you're just human you know but i gave him every information and help uh, that i could and even when he was in boot camp crying he was struggling and all that i was there but me i had nobody i had nobody so i only write letters and it would take like almost two weeks for the letter to for you to get a reply so yeah it, 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 uh, that was like i knew i was on my own i knew i was on my own and when i began to adapt to that uh, i knew that uh, some of my shipmates were from other were born in other countries and i began to see the similarities between all of us that yeah we might be of different skin colors uh but uh, we love the same type of music we talk and we shared our experiences we had similar taste in food women name it even the one who was gay there was i mean we, we had so much similarities in common so what, what exactly am i like being picky about you know and little by little the artificial walls started to come down you know because we were 80 guys sleeping in the same uh in the same room you 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 sh- you you're taking a shower together you, you're all naked seeing each other it, you, you start losing the fear starts to slowly evaporate now you get you see a human being before you now you start to see similarities in each other and you know you all have the same haircuts you know all that starts to you start seeing you start seeing each other as brothers and sisters because they were also um women in our division and little by little we became friends so yeah did we last as friends no because uh, after we got out of uh, basic training it changed but um yeah i think all that helped but uh it was a struggle and even throughout my time in the navy it was still a struggle like even when i went to the middle east uh country i'd never been to you know all them 
messages, the images you have seen before then was Sharia law, Sharia law, Sharia law, Sharia law, Sharia law. And then you get there and it's like totally the opposite of what you have been told. It was mad fun. I had a great time. And I remember one time I was talking to your mother and your mother was just freaking out on the phone. And I was like, it's nothing like that. I'm having a great time here. It's nothing like that. Y'all should come. And I try. I think you guys refused when I told you guys once or twice. Like, you know, I couldn't. Yeah, that's a different conversation. But I, I know I mean Nigerians. I tried. I got jobs. I got the job for somebody and she refused to take the job even. You know, because it was Middle East. And a great job even. So, yeah. But I understand now. But, uh. Yeah, that, that's uh, part of how I cope because, um, we, you know, I, I got to Bahrain. If I had stuck to that wrong information that had been given and said, oh, Sharia law, I'm not going to st- set foot outside, yeah, I wouldn't be who I am today. But I still set foot outside. I still, you know, went to try and said, I want to try their food here. I want to try and know the people. If they are really about Sharia law, then okay, I will respect that. And... Uh, they are the ones who were like, no, man, we're not that serious. We don't take this stuff seriously. And as I began to see that, yeah, outside might have an impression, but in here it's different. So that's how I, be- I got to be able to cope with the place. And uh, if I had not settled down in New York, I probably would have been over in the Middle East by now. Yeah. So question number four. Do you think you'll ever return to your home country and settle down? If yes, why? If no, why? Okay, um, correction. Nigeria is not my home country. I'm an American citizen now, so America is my, my home country. However, Nigeria is my place of birth. There's uh, something I think people tend to not realize. People do not owe an unnecessary we are not bound to where we are born like if I were to say okay I'm returning back to Nigeria let's say I'm returning back to Nigeria and okay I, I, I say I'm going to the city of where I was born in I, I, I returned to Joss all of the family will be mad they'll be angry with me why you know why are you not coming to Yenagua why are you not coming to Patakot why are you not coming to where Ijoipu are why are you going to the north that's what they will say why are you going to give other people money why are, you going this, why are you going to contribute to people who are not, uh, and as if just is a major, Christian majority area, by the way, but that's how it to be interpreted. Like why are you going to the Muslim people's area? You see? That, that's the door you're opening. People not, don't mention all that, except if you go to Lagos. Then, even though Lagos is still a Muslim-dominated area, because the power belongs to Muslims. Have you had a Christian? When was the last time you had a Christian governor in Lagos? Nobody talks about all that. But hey, humans have the right to migrate. We have always migrated. There's no humanity without migration. So when it comes to home, home is where your heart is. My heart is not in uh, in Nigeria, to be honest. And I don't believe in Nigeria as a country. I don't. However, I would like to visit. I would like to show my daughter where she has some ancestry. And if in the future she decides she wants to settled there okay that's 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 fine that's fine uh it's not for me maybe when i'm old i might be like well I'm, i need to come there and be settling family quarrels i need to come there and be oh, yeah yeah bullshit i mean if you all offer me king again i don't know i don't really care about being a king i hate i hate that word i hate being called a king honestly i hate it i've seen too many people die over kingship and all that shit. so it means nothing to me 
However, um, if you offer me presidency, that's a different ball game. Ooh, yep, I'm I'm ready. If you offer me, uh, I'll take a governor too. Yeah, but presidency is where it's at. But no, I'm not really. I don't. I don't. I can't tell you the future tomorrow. But um, I would like to stay in another country, like an African country. Like I, can, I would like to stay in Namibia. I like to stay in uh, Ethiopia. I would like to stay in uh, Morocco, Tunisia. What those countries? Yeah, I don't. I, I can call them home. Africa is my home. The whole continent. I don't own allegiance to Nigeria. No, I don't care about Nigeria to be honest. I'm happy for people there. People's lives are better. That's why. That's where I'm at. I don't really care about the country, Nigeria. But yeah. So, uh, yeah. Let's start. Um, but people have the right to migrate. People have the right to move because that's what humans have been doing right from day one. Otherwise, you won't find human beings all over the earth. So no, I'm already settled in Brooklyn, New York. That's my home. And that's my home county. It's my home city. And I'm at home here. And I might move to Germany. Who knows? Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Question number five, and the last question: What advice will you give a young Nigerian with hopes of living in America one day? Uh, I don't think I'll give any advice, to be honest. I don't think I will, because why? 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 Why wouldn't I give any advice? Uh, okay, it's tough being the person that I am. I love seeing people win. I love seeing us win. And when I say us, I don't limit it to just only Nigerians because I know people who say, oh, I'm all, I'm pro-black. I'm all about black. Oh, I'm pan-African. And all they are talking about is Nigerians. And all they are talking about is my tribe from Nigerians, actually. They don't give a damn if, uh, let's say they are Yoruba. They don't give a damn if an Igbo person is winning. They hate it when an Igbo person is winning. They hate it if a Hausa person is winning. And they hate it even extra if an Ijo person is winning. That's why I don't believe in the word Pan-African. Because every Pan-African I've met is a bloody liar. A bloody liar. I stand by that. I've not met a true Pan-Africanist. They're all bloody liars. So... What advice, like the young Nigerian, every young Nigerian I've given advice, they take it and it goes in one year, comes out the other year, they throw it away. It's a waste of time. Go do your goddamn research. Decide on what you want and then bring it to me. If, uh, if this is what you've decided on, and then okay, we'll, we'll work with that. I'm not, I'm no longer in the business of giving uh, young people the advice. Uh, okay, this what, because uh, look at the last person that I put in the time and the effort to help make sure you don't things don't go as bad as uh don't suffer the way i suffered that one ended up stealing my stuff and he still hasn't paid me i beat him in court so spat on my daughter spat on my wife his wife insulted us and all that yeah it, it, it's it's a tough it's a tough thing dealing with nigerians i can tell you that not all nigerians are bad obviously but uh yeah it can be frustrating so oh I've had it. Um, I've had some younger Nigerians who, yeah, brother, 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 I need here, brother, uh, I need advice. And I try, I try. And look, Nigerians, it's like we don't value time. We don't understand what, if someone gives you the time, it, it means nothing. So, no, no, I don't have any advice. So I'm like, no, I'm no longer in the business of uh, giving advice into young Nigerians. Maybe the young, 
Zimbabwe and come, I might try. I'm, but I, I'm even I'm limited even on, on the, on the, on the patience. I have that. I, I love to see young people succeed. I love our support, but it's painful. It's painful when you see your people treat you like like trash because you didn't count money and give them. And I understand that mentality. I understand it, but no. I, I don't have to tolerate it. So, yeah. I don't have the advice I'll give you is do your goddamn research. And if you find if, if you find whatever you like and you then you bring it to me and say okay, this is the one I'm going to apply to. Okay. If I have somebody there, I put you I will put you in touch with the person. If I do not, I can say okay, I recommend something to go but I I just I wish you all the best. I wish you all the best. I see some countries like Sudan where they are fighting the military for months and I, I believe in those people more than I believe in younger Nigerians where this but uh this might sound very anti-Nigerian uh, but it's painful. It's painful. The number of young Nigerians who have played me or just it's like uncle no 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 it's tiring so well, i wish every young nigerian the best i i know they are they are smart they are great and just do your research though that's all i'll tell you do your research whatever if you want to go to america fine there are people who want to take advantage of you there are people who bleed you dry don't think because they're nigerian whatever you find bring it and then we we'll, we'll work from there but i support you i will support you but we just remember that when you, whenever you arrive in america you are black you are black do you find it difficult to come up with content ideas for your podcast or perhaps you've gotten stuck during an interview with a guest where you just have nothing to ask anymore try poddex today poddex is the best all-in-one podcast idea generation tool you get everything from podcast ideas to interesting conversation starters for interviews engaging discussions for your live streams and even social media content ideas With this tool, you don't have to spend weeks trying to come up with content for an episode or unique questions for your guests. Just shuffle the cards and pick one at random. Hit the record button and get started. Now you can make better content, have more fun while you're at it and get your viral moment all with Poddex. Head over to poddex.com and use code c4c once again poddex.com and use code c4c all right thank you john i love you appreciate the questions they were great questions um if anyone wants to get in touch with john for fine uh, innovations products Oh uh, yeah, hit me up and John, yeah, you can send me you know, if you have a, new, a website now then or whenever you have a website I'll, I'll post it uh, I'll share it so people can get in touch with you. All righty. That's a wrap. So thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out the C4 challenge. There are other 
fantastic creators like myself included. And for more of my content, go to www.whitelabelamerican.com. And if you want to get bonus content, join us on Patreon, where there's loads and loads and loads of content, including questions from my Patreons up there. Please, we welcome your support. We have merch. You know, you're not only supporting me, you're supporting Black-owned businesses. And I also give back to fellow content creators of color too and from minority groups. I am Raphael Harry, host of White Label American Podcast. Thank you for the privilege of your company. <laughs>